And I'm Helen, and we're in grade 10. We hope you had a great break. So, on this podcast, this is our very first episode, we'll be sharing updates and upcoming events, as well as interviewing some teachers. And most importantly, we'll have a student-driven segment about occurring topics. So if you're a dragon and listening to this, don't hesitate to reach out to us to come on the podcast and talk about something you feel passionate about. We will be releasing an episode at the start of every month. Without further ado, let's get into it. So for the school updates, we have many eventful things coming up this month. Um, One of them being the play. Tickets go on sale next week and get them soon because after the musical, we know they get sold out very quickly. They're on January 25th to the 27th, and it is Frankenstein, and it's supposed to be great. Um, There's also the first ski trip, which is January 19th. It's at Bromont, and the ski trips are just going at night with your friends, and it is a very fun place. As well, we have some upcoming basketball tournaments these next few weekends. There's an overnight Bishops basketball tournament and an MIS tournament, so good luck to all the players and get hyped to cheer them on. In honor of the upcoming basketball tournaments, we have another special guest on the podcast, Roy. Hello. Hi. All right, so we have some questions for you. Go ahead. Um, so you've been here for a while, but what is your role at the school? Uh, so in the year that I've been here, I've been in charge of everything that's uh, after hours sports, so sports coordinator and uh, recreation as well. Nice. And what made you want to do coaching? Uh, I started coaching about around 12 years ago. Um, one of my good friends I used to play basketball with was a head coach at a high school and was looking for an assistant. And I figured, yeah, why not? And then I kind of fell in love with it pretty quickly and became pretty good at it. So I had quickly got a team on my own, became a head coach and uh, haven't looked back since. So what, what makes you like coaching? Uh, there's pros and cons, but obviously there's more pros. That's why uh, I've kind of stuck around doing it. Um, I enjoy coaching just because you can literally change a kid's life uh, just with a sport. Uh, and you also see them grow in a span of, let's say if you're in high school for a span of five years, uh, it's kind of fun to see where they've started and when where they end up. Um, the relationships you build with Sejep and college coaches as well, when you try to transfer a kid or when you the, the kid graduates, um, there's, there's a lot of fun parts about it, that's for sure. And do you meet a lot of new people? Uh, absolutely. So basketball world is a pretty small world, so you get to meet... Um, a lot of a lot of people that you see over and over again, uh, including refs, coaches, players, um, other sports coordinators, or athletic directors. And how do you plan on further developing the basketball program at St. George's? So it's a long road ahead. Uh, we're starting with as much participation as possible, and then just get kids to start playing basketball from from the elementary school. That's the the big step. Uh, we're lucky, lucky enough to kind of have like a quote-unquote a farm team uh, at the elementary school. So once you get them hooked in grade three, four, they get to grade seven and they kind of have a base already of what system to run or how to play basketball. And it gets a lot funner uh, once you get through there. It's a solid plan. Okay. So what are some goals that you're setting for what you want to do for this year? Uh, so like I mentioned, participation and commitment was my number one goal when I first got the job. And then I've seen a huge turnaround from this year to last year. And hopefully it just keeps going better and better with the years to come. 
um, a lot harder on the grade sevens because they're just as new as me, right, for the program. So if I get them the way they're supposed to be at an early age, well, come to grade 11, they'll be uh, ready to, to win some banners for the school. Mm-hmm. And since it is the new year and a lot of people are setting New Year's resolutions, do you have any tips on goal setting? Uh, yes, write it down. Uh, it sounds stupid, but once you start writing things down, uh, it seems to work a lot more. Uh, and then just make sure to give yourself some uh, alarms on your phone to every couple days or couple weeks and make sure that you've progressed in your in your goals. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's a pleasure, anytime. And um, next time we can talk about anything else. It doesn't of have to course. be sports or basketball. Perfect. Can't wait to have you back. Next up, we've got Dan Frieder on the podcast with us to debrief the robotics competition taking place in January. Hi, Dan. Hey, thanks for doing this. This is such a wonderful idea. Thank you for joining us. So for those of you who don't know, Dan Frieder, also known as Dan the Man, runs the Robotics Club. I, like you, was a St. George's student, and I was actively involved in um, the Robotics Club when I was a student. And I liked it so much, I basically never left. And I stuck around and started working in the club uh, after school uh, while I was studying in CJAP in university. And I'm still around today. And uh, it's a great gig. I'm very happy to be there. What year did you graduate in? I graduated in 2009. Okay, wow. So um, when did you discover your passion for robotics? Uh, As a... A young kid, I was interested in Lego, and I had an older brother who uh, was an engineer, so I got to kind of appreciate some of the things he was doing, but it really picked up for me. When I was in high school at St. George's, I had two uh, really wonderful teachers who kind of um, saw that it might be something I could be interested in, and you never really know until you try, but Tori Cattell and Sean O'Neill, who are two former teachers at the school, um, kind of gave me the opportunity to try. Um, and that's where I really found appreciation for it. That's amazing. And what makes you like leading the robotics club? It's uh, very fun. Uh, as you men- just mentioned, um, the resources we have uh, for a high school are quite amazing. Um, so from that perspective, it's very exciting in terms of the toys we get to play with. Um, I also really like the energy of high school. Um, it's kind of silly and um, I think uh, high school students are a little less afraid to take chances on things because there aren't the same um, tall uh, expectations um, that I think a lot of people have. I think a lot of people are often afraid to not be experts at things, which is uh, kind of a crazy expectation to have when you try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a lovely environment where like most of us just accept that we're going to be beginners and we're going to learn together. So could you tell us a bit about the upcoming robotics competition in February? Absolutely. So it's a three-day event. Um, It's an organization that's owned by EAST, so the same company that puts on the regional science fair that you've probably had the joy of participating in. Uh, But I I, um, very subjectively think this is a more fun event. Uh, The challenge this year has robots uh, moving around these pieces that are kind of like hexagons that they have to stack and flip Uh, And the rounds are only five minutes long, and there's tons of these pieces. 
And so whichever robot can stack the most or flip the most hexagons wins? The rules are a little more complicated, but essentially, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a multiplier involved, and uh, you can inadvertently score points for the other team if your robot isn't like very precise and it's flipping. Okay. Uh, but that's that's the gist of it. And so how's the robot looking for the competition? So up until about a week ago, there was no robot. <laughs> but... Uh, there's a very exciting lifting mechanism in progress right now. Cool. Do all the students work on one robot or are they in groups working on their own? Great question. So for um, all of our other events, uh, they're in groups working on their own, um, which is a wonderful thing we can do because our program is so big and it lets a lot of students like learn all the skills required. Uh, for CRC though, we only send one robot. So okay. um, with like 45 to 50 students, um, having them all hands on that robot at the same time is very unrealistic. So a lot of our students also work on other aspects of the competition. So I would say we have probably about 10 to 12 working on the robot and the rest of our students are kind of working on all those other pieces. Okay, nice. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. So our last guest on today's episode is Mr. Streeter. Hello. All right, so we have a few questions for you. First off, we have, what do you teach for the people that don't know? I teach uh, grade 10 history here and grade 11 contemporary world, as well as grade 11 financial education. Okay, and so what did you want to be when you were younger? Because I have a hard time imagining you woke up when you were seven and wanted to be a history teacher. That's fair. Uh, I have always liked history, but no, when I was really young, if I think back... Uh, I thought I was going to be a fighter pilot or a pilot in some capacity. Right. So, and what happened to that? Uh, my eyesight dictated that I could oh. not be a pilot. It's a shame. Yeah. I could see you as a pilot. I'm glad. <laughs> so you coach soccer flag football here. Do you also play? Uh, currently, no, but I have in years past, uh, even when I was at St. George's. I played high school competitively up until the age of 17, and then I got into flag football as more of like a recreational activity with friends. Do you have a favorite between the two? No. They they serve different purposes in my life. Like, soccer was very competitive, uh, very intense throughout my high school years. And then flag football is just with friends and having a good time. And what makes you like coaching? Because it is a bit different than playing. Yeah, it's absolutely different. Um, I, I still like the strategy behind sports. And I like trying to figure out what's going to work best against a certain opponent. So I love the strategy behind it. And uh, we were lucky enough this year that it all worked out. Yeah, you do get quite intense in the coaching, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my heart races a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's your idol? Oh, and please don't say some historical figure like Jacques Cartier. Okay, guilty as charged. I guess I'll have to come <laughs> up with something else on the spot. Um, no, that's actually a pretty easy question for me to answer. I'd say either one of my parents. Uh, mm. They're incredible people. They've been through a lot, and uh, I definitely can say I idolize them. Both of them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Good answer. My parents <laughs> yeah. would be happy if I said that. All right, and so you did get engaged this break. Yes. Woo. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. So that's a wrap for today. For suggestions, feedback, or if you would like to be featured on Dragon Talk, you can contact us at loloabrams at stgeorges.qc.ca and helen.latterman at stgeorges.qc.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. See you next month.